we need some sort of marker. Anyway, if we just do both do one, two, three, boo. <laughs> I don't know. I no. don't know. One, two, one, two three, three, boo. Boo. <laughs> Welcome to Izzy and Gina in Stitches, informal conversation about life in general and art and embroidery in particular. With me, Izzy Moore. And me, Gina Ferrari. So, what's been happening since we last spoke? What have you been up to? <laughs> well, Christmas, I was going to say to you, Happy New Year as well. Oh, of course, because we haven't spoken, have we? No. Since before. No. Before. Yes. Did you, did you have, I've got written down here my notes, did you have a good Christmas? But I never actually know what that means it's like when people say are you all ready for christmas oh yes no it's nonsense isn't it yeah anyway um life was a bit different this year wasn't it so uh, did you have a good christmas well we did actually it was very quiet i didn't mm-hmm. have to feed the five thousand, which is <laughs> <laughs> always a yeah and all their different dietary requirements yeah. so yeah we just had a, a nice dinner and a, a really long walk and our neighbouring village has a huge house that puts lots and lots of lights up. And they really went overboard this year for charity. And you could wander into their garden. So right. we walked over and saw the okay. lights of Steeple Morden. <laughs> so, yeah, and then played games in the evening. It was lovely. Oh, and you actually managed to play games with just well, We the did two have of you. Joe with us. So we had, there were three of us in the end. So uh, we played card games. <laughs> Okay, I bought us a cribbage set a few uh, weeks ago before Christmas, not as a Christmas thing. Because I remember my uncle taught it to me once on a holiday in Scotland, which was, so it's presumably a rainy day because you you get those in Scotland. And he taught us how to play cribbage. And I must have been about 10, 11. And it it was fun. I enjoyed it. And um and it just occurred to me, it would be some, something nice that doesn't involve just sitting down and watching anything on the telly, because there actually isn't anything on the telly these days. No. And we don't have Netflix unless we hack into our daughter's account. Um, and there's some things on iPlayer that we've, we've watched all the way through and we're just bored of. So I thought, wouldn't it be nice if we had yeah, something like a little card game or something that we could, or like chess, but just not quite so, I'm not really... It's a bit no. cerebral, isn't it? It is. My dad used to play cribbage. I right. never really learned how to play. Yeah. Anyway, we haven't got dad. we haven't got anywhere. It's in the oh. still in the drawer. <laughs> I used to like the little board with the little holes and yes, and pegs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're for, but <laughs> no, not clear. Yeah. So we just had the three of us, and uh, this time we didn't have to travel anywhere, and that's a bit of a relief because my family they're either in Wales or we have to go to the West Country, or um, Nick's parents, we don't ever see them at Christmas. We don't go to theirs for Christmas. We usually see them around Christmas, but they're on the Isle of Wight. My family's in Wales or the West Country, and so no travelling. So it's a bit of a relief, really, not to be spending hours in the car at the worst time of the year for traffic and weather. So it's just the three of us in the house, and... um, now universities haven't gone back we've just no. sort of carried yeah. on in the same vein really so yeah it's sort it of finding... quite nice wasn't it just to have it quiet and don't you think there's lessons to be learned there <laughs> there yes definitely yeah. yes yeah. yeah anyway so what else have you been up to though what have I been up to well 
I wasn't up to as much as I hoped to over the holidays. One of my distractions from before we sort of broke up for the holidays, as it were, um, doing this sort of thing on my computer and sitting at this desk, I've realised it's actually very small and I haven't got a lot of space. And it's a classic procrastination thing when you sit down to do something at your desk and you think, my desk is too small. I really must do something about this desk. <laughs> And you start getting obsessed about looking for new desks and desktops instead of actually doing the thing that you sat right. down at your desk to do. So before Christmas, I was having a bit of a uh, about this. And I came across a company, this should be in uh, Discoveries at the end, shouldn't it? Who cut pieces of MDF to size. Oh, right. And so I ordered a piece thinking I could get that delivered and I could even get it painted during the holiday. So it's all set up and ready to go for the new year but they didn't deliver it when I thought they were going to. They shut for Christmas a bit earlier than I thought, and so it's only just arrived. So I didn't get that done. Um, what else have I been doing? You've been stitching. I've I seen have you've been, been stitching. stitching. Yes. Since, yes, this last week, since we've been sort of back at work, as it were, I've been trying to finish off the last little bit of my course, just when I think we're almost there. There's one other little bit I think, oh, that would be nice to do. Yep. So I have been doing some stitch for that. Yeah, actually, I've been doing quite a lot of stitch because I've basically had to do the whole project three more times all the way through. Oh, gosh. For <laughs> the thing that I thought would be a nice little bonus at the end. <laughs> so, These things always take longer than you think yeah, they're going absolutely. to. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> yeah, but we're just about ready to, um, to start that. So um, enrolment for that opens on Monday. So by the time this podcast comes out, enrolment will be open so people can sign up. And it's winter landscapes, but as I've discovered this week, it can be any other landscape. So you could do spring, autumn, summer. Brilliant. So that's me. Anyway, what have you been up to? Uh, pretty much the same. I've had this idea for a new course, mm -hmm. which had been sort of milling around before Christmas. And then suddenly I got into planning mode and I planned the whole thing out. And then I thought, oh, right, this is me. Now I need to film it. So that's what I've been doing. But slightly different from what I've done before because it's going to be modular so it's going to go over six months and I'm basing it on my textile masterclass that never happened last year so it's not teaching projects it's not teaching people how to do something it's called inspiration to stitch or from inspiration to stitch and I'm hoping the plan is that by the time this podcast goes out it will open for enrollment and then the first module will be available at the end of January. And you are super whizzy. Wow. To go from having an idea for something that's going to run over six months to having it open the same yeah, time as me with a little course that I've been working on since goodness knows where. But <laughs> this is the way I work. I get an idea and then I have to do it. <laughs> and so I've, I've kind of I've been having a good work practice, if not an art practice, <laughs> in that I've been going out to the studio, I do some filming, and I play around and make samples, because the idea is, although I know what I'm doing, and I've got results, and I've got it all planned in my head, it, I think because I'd started to plan it last year, to mm. actually teaching person, so I knew what was happening. Yes, I, I suppose, yeah, so the, so the structure was there already, it's just transposing it into online. Yeah, I've mentored groups like this before, so I kind of know the structure I want to go along. But I would like to work alongside because I want to produce things and see how it turns out. So, yeah, so I'm basing each one 
on an artist and mm -hmm. we're starting with Matisse ah which will explain my Instagram posts <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so I'm quite enjoying that and it's Excellent. going to plan at the moment so you know it's a bit risky because obviously I haven't filmed the stuff that's going to go out at the end of February yet but, but that's I think the commitment because you've said and it will be up and running and you'll have people in the course you will absolutely have to get it done absolutely because people will have paid for it and they'll be depending on me so yeah I, th I thought that would give me a work structure for the next few months brilliant so, yeah that's what I've been doing <laughs> oh that's really exciting wow that's proper serious stuff well I don't know <laughs> <laughs> me serious <laughs> But it's good that you've um, got the structure of going out to the studio at a regular time and cracking on because I have got, because I've got my old bullet journal up and running and I've put in my schedule that I want to do creative things in the morning. Okay. And I've put in my planner studio time and then in the afternoons I've got different things. So like, for example, Thursday afternoon is going to be edit podcasts. Right. And Friday, I've hopefully put things like do accounts and filing. Okay. <laughs> so I don't have this mad rush at the end of the you know, tax year to suddenly get everything together. If I've been doing it as I go along. Well, that's something see. I've done for a long time. I, I just do accounts good. pretty much weekly. Mm. Oh, wow. That's very good. So I'm going to try that. But, one, but the thing about doing creative stuff in the mornings, I've actually been very good in that i have done the stitching bits this week all in the morning and i've worked solidly at it and then anything on the computer i've been doing in the afternoon so i have managed to make that distinction but it has been stuff for the course right. so it's still not quite my own practice because I'm, I suppose in a way I'm starting a bit behind in that I shouldn't really have left this amount of stitch still to do less than a week before. But that's opens. bonus stuff you're doing, isn't it? So, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But that is always the problem. I mean, and that's kind of my reasoning on doing this is that I'm going to be exploring a theme and hopefully we'll come up with my own work out of it. Yeah. That's the yeah. idea anyway. Excellent. Good, good, See good. how it works. Okay, so and this does actually lead on to our topic for this week. So comparing teaching in person with online teaching, because this has been the major change, well, not only for us as teachers, but also for all our students. We've had Indeed. to make a massive jump from classes um, in person wherever they may have been to um, online and all the challenges that that <laughs> involves. It's been a huge change, hasn't it? Really? Yes, massive. Yeah. Um, and I think we've touched before on what's changed and what we won't miss. And the first thing that we both said we're not going to miss is all the sort of packing things up. Yeah, heaving bags and things out to the car and driving, you know, to these workshops and things like that. I think that was one of the first things that obviously that went. And um, that's the first thing we didn't miss. Putting that sewing machine in and out of the car and 
the sewing machine I use for teaching is in such a bad state. It's got bits hanging off of it, the handle's broken and all sorts of things because it gets so badly. I mean, it's got a case and everything else, but it's, they're not supposed to be lugged around like that really, are they? And it's physically exhausting because you have to heave all these bags and boxes out and about. And also when you get there, either at the beginning, not quite so much at the beginning of a workshop, but nearly always at the end, it's the tables. It's helping put all the tables out yeah. or put them all away. Um, and then on top of that, we've got the drive. Yeah. And then it can sometimes be a couple of hours, can't it? Yeah, at least. Yeah, because yeah, at least uh, if you've got an overnight stay, it can be longer. Yes. So. Yeah. And I've got a, I had a regular booking for the last few years, um, the other side of the M25. So I always had to leave at um, silly o'clock in the morning, even on a Saturday to get round, all the way around the M25. And um, this time of year, the weather is not marvellous either. No. And it does put a, put a cloud over everything, doesn't it? Because you think, oh, yeah, I've got to get in the car. I've got to pack it all up. And it's not the right attitude to go in to teach, I think, if you're feeling that way. So what else? That? I've, ri I've written a massive long list. So it's the physical. What a, really? Uh, yeah. The cons. Oh, that was my well, only it, real one. But, <laughs> it, but it, it surprised me. Um, so starting from the top, before you've even got there, before you've even packed up your bags, it's the prep. Because I'm not sure how, yes. how you talk, but when I was teaching people, I like to have a, well, here's what we're going to do. So you need to have a finished one. And then you yes. also have to have a, um, a, here's a part way through. Oh, I never did that. Ah, oh, right. And also, because sometimes if there's stages in a process, because I'm talking to people and helping people, I haven't got time during the day to stitch along at the same pace as everyone and get to the same point. So if there's a point coming up where I know I'm going to need to demonstrate something, I need to have something ready at okay. that point so that I can then demonstrate whatever it is. Do you think I've just been lucky? Because I always, I've always got several finished items that I can talk through. Mm -hmm. and then yeah, I've I, always had the finished item. Yeah. And I've got everything ready to go. And I always make whatever they're making alongside them because I always think it shows them it can be done. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I mean, yeah, I always stitch alongside, but um, I, I also like to have something ready. So a lot of my things, we've started with a painted background and a collage okay. background. So I like to have something ready, say, with the paper, ready to go so that I can easily demonstrate how I would like them to paint it. Um, okay, so like, do it you. like yeah. yeah, do it like this or whatever. So that needs to be there ready. Yeah, I've always and when I was teaching my weekly class as well, you need to have at least something ready to start, and your pieces of fabric or whatever cut or ready, and also for packing to go. You need to know, same as the people going to the workshop, what fabrics you're going to take, what threads you're going to take. You don't want to get there and think, oh bother I should have brought blah 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 yeah but it's easy for us as teachers to do that because you know what you're going to do and you know exactly what you're going to use because that's always the complaint people would turn up and say oh, if only yes. I knew this was exactly what I needed and well you can't yes. tell people that and that but that's another con as well in terms of the students as well they never even though you give a really detailed list and I try and make you know make it as clear as possible but also sort of saying not anything goes because that's not really helpful but there's usually you know you can usually make do with what you've got yes. but there are sometimes some critical things so one of my workshops involved using wire and I had to try and specify the sort of wire that would work 
and some of these craft wires are quite soft and they would be too flexible and they wouldn't work at all so it had to be a stiffer sort of wire and uh, then people would turn up with all sorts of like old coat hangers of wire no that's much too stiff (laughs) or florist wire no that's much too thin Uh, so it's frustrating for them but it also means I then this is another thing on my list I then have to make sure I've at least got some of the right stuff yeah for the people who haven't got anything or haven't been able to find the right stuff or haven't brought the right stuff it used to be like this with my weekly class and it got to a stage where people say oh, could you get that and so I was actually almost providing everything I had like a little sales table of fabrics and bonderweb yep. and yeah yep. say exactly the same yeah, it takes a lot of prep but it's also the cost and the tied up cost because I used to do exactly the same thing if it was critical that we had bonderweb or I also like using stitch and tear right as my stabilizer and so I would always have packs of bonderweb and stitch and tear and so I would have to do a massive order for the bonderweb and then it would turn up and I'd have to cut it all into fat quarter and parcel it all up and price it up and then sometimes no one wants any and that's your time as well isn't it as well as the actual cost yeah it's the time and the cost I've still got some little packets of luchador kick it out um anyway going back to the stuff the samples as well of doing these things halfway through so that i then got something to stitch on i then end up with lots of half started or half finished samples and because what i've already do, you do with them <laughs> what do you do with it but also because i've already stitched on it or started it means that the next time i teach that workshop if i'm then got a booking somewhere else to teach the same thing i have to do it again because that one is already moved on too far. I need to have another one at the beginning. Oh, I've come to the conclusion you're a lot more organised than me. It's much easier, my method. <laughs> you just have to make sure you can do it. I'm beginning to think I've missed a trick here. So... <laughs> I've been teaching longer than you. I've, I've made it as simple as I can. But yeah, yes. as you say, there is still a lot of prep. Yeah. And also, I mean in terms of the prep as well with the stuff that we have to take i i don't know about you i had a um like a separate sewing kit that i used to take it was actually a big sort of zippy bag and i had scissors and pins and bits and pieces so a duplicate kit yeah i had had a duplicate bag that was my teaching bag so i didn't have to remember to put in the bobbins and the yeah it always had a small selection of threads should i forget to take my threads which yes but then you see depending on the project as well there would be specific fabrics and threads and things that you need for the day so I would end up just doing a mad sort of scrabble through my thread boxes and just chucking in oh I think I'll use that color I you know I choose a color scheme for the day I'm going to need that I'm going to need that and chuck it in and um, so I had it with me but then of course when you come home the studios are tip because everything's you know lids are off right. everything's just thrown around where you've just grabbed handfuls of stuff and then it's all got to go back again unless you've got a different workshop two days time and then you've got to decide what you need and repack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah god i tell you what listening to us now i don't think we're ever going to want to go back will we <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's one I didn't say. Yeah, about the fabric, taking fabric. Because I use a lot of recycled stuff, one of the things I took to a workshop 
once, it was a very nice silk scarf that I'd been hoarding, but the color was just right for the color scheme I'd chosen for that day. And someone said, oh, please, could I have a scrap of that? Could I, could I have a little bit of that? So I said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. And I was selling little fabric packs as well. And she said, oh, would you like something for it? You know, would you? And I thought, well, she's only taken a little scrap. I said, oh, 10p? And she said, oh, lovely, lovely. And she beetled away and gave me 10p. <laughs> and then later on, I was carrying on with my stitch and I went to get my silk scarf back. And her friend piped up and said, oh, she's bought that for, from you, I thought. I thought, not oh, the whole really? thing, not the whole, <laughs> not the whole scarf. <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, about an inch. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so that was awkward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, oh, the other thing I haven't put is um, in terms of like staying away from home, let's just, let's just kill this one completely. Let's just. <laughs> okay. Um, dodgy hotels and B&Bs has just caught my eye. Oh, you're lucky. I usually get put up in the spare bedroom <laughs> no i've never done that actually Do you? i've never been put in a oh no i have once i have once i didn't sleep I, a wink i've always been well yeah i've only ever been offered a place in one of the members when i say hotel it was because it was a residential and the whole course was at the hotel actually there oh, right, were yeah, i've few, done that there were a few like that where the whole thing the was one down in folkestone i think we've both done haven't we that was that was fine that's nice yeah. i don't mind I don't mind hotels. I like hotels. No, that was, that was nice because you've got your own space then. And, yeah. uh, and it's, a, yeah, it's a little bit of a holiday, isn't it? It's- it is. But I have stayed in many, many spare bedrooms. And I have to say now for all those people who might be listening, who put me up, they have on the whole been absolutely fabulous. I mean, in the last one I went to was lovely. I had my own ensuite and everything and had a meal with the family in the evening. So usually it's really lovely and you meet lots of super people. I've only had one years ago i i can't remember where it is so i can't identify it so i won't <laughs> where her husband just made me feel really uneasy and i did actually sleep with a chair wedged against the door handle that night oh my goodness <laughs> i did oh, well, i didn't bit, sleep yeah bit, you know when somebody yeah. just makes you feel uncomfortable oh that's really unsettling it was a long time ago so because mm. i had some booked uh, for this autumn i was going to do a big tour to the west country mm. and i was really looking forward to going down to that part of the world and also meeting the people i was going to um i wasn't going to be staying with anybody but i was going to go out for pub meals with them in the evening i was really looking forward to that <laughs> it would have been lovely yeah um, yeah and one last thing to, this is my this is my very last thing um <laughs> Go. I've had a Isabel of... really loves teaching. Oh, I do, I do. But I thought we'd start with this and just get it out of the way and get it out of my system. Um, it's it's lunches because, it, you know, sometimes they, you know, you go and you take your own lunch. Sometimes people say we'll provide you a lunch, and sometimes you go. It was one workshop I did it a couple of years in a row and the first year I went we had a lovely lunch and it was like a communal thing and people brought quiches and salads and it was all lovely and we all stopped and we had this nice lunch all together and so the next year I thought oh I won't need to take a packed lunch <laughs> because we had this lovely lunch and I turned up and they hadn't done anything oh no <laughs> so and they didn't let you know no oh. so having got up at seven left you know in the car at seven something in the morning i lived off biscuits all day yeah until i got I've only had about seven at night one where i've turned up like that 
where I thought I was going to get, get to lunch and I didn't. And I ended up, luckily we were in a town. So I walked down to the baker's at lunchtime. Yeah. Right. I've got it out of my system now. What are the pros to in-person teaching? Because there are a lot. Well, for me, it's the getting out and meeting people and actually exactly. seeing who you're teaching and talking to them in person. Yes, because like that. that's my first one. You get to meet some yeah. lovely, lovely people. And I've made some really good friends over the years of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of my best friends are people who I initially met through teaching. So, yeah. right. I'm now going to go call out now. This is Hello Jill, because I know you're listening. She's one of them. <laughs> So you do get to, get to meet some lovely people and, um, and it gives you a real buzz. I get a real buzz from in-person teaching, from being yes. out for the day. And actually seeing what people are making as well, because that's the thing. Definitely. And that's the next on my online. list as well. Yeah. yeah. But you learn something new because I always learn something. Well, I learn lo loads. I learn something about the way they've gone about the project i've given them someone will do something and you go, oh that's that's amazing why have i not thought of yeah doing that's that? a much better Brilliant. way of doing it or <laughs> exactly or I thought of putting those colors together and things yeah. like that yeah there's, there's always something you yeah. take away but also as a teacher as well that just being in front of people you learn about well about things like projecting your voice about controlling the the room i mean i know the thing is we were both school teachers so we've yes. had experience of being with children i'm not saying that women of a certain age are like a group of you know oh, eight or nine are. year olds but oh, no people say to me what's the difference between teaching adults and teaching children and i say essentially none crowd control sometimes, yeah children yeah. are obviously respond to you sometimes better you well, know, children it, they're in that environment aren't they they're used yeah. to it whereas uh ladies being told come on Come on, I'm starting now. Shush, you at the back. Yeah, yeah. Quiet. <laughs> no, it can be harder. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, being confident enough to stand up and make a start, being the one who has to... Um, control the room. Control the room and be in yeah. charge and make the decisions. And also um, just people skills. Identify, because obviously you go into if you've got a booking for a workshop and it's not your regular thing, you don't know anybody. So you don't know what you're going into. You don't know the personalities. You don't know who's going to be whizzy, super keen, or who's going to sit quietly in the corner and be a bit miserable, but never actually say they're stuck. And you have to sort of winkle them out and say, you know, come on, you know, let's have a look. What have you done? You know, right. There, there, you know, there's sometimes that isn't there. The people there who want to stick their hand up and say that they're, they're struggling so it's finding all these different characters and making sure that everybody has a good day and achieves what they want to achieve and it's quite a quite a juggling act at the same time as there's you doing the thing you well, and me too trying to stitch along with them <laughs> absolutely and, and keep up with them yeah but I, I like that aspect of it. That to me is fun. Really. Yeah. And, and that's where you get the adrenaline buzz from. And yeah. you finish a day's teaching just on an absolute high. Um, and online. Yeah. Well, we'll come to online later. We will. Yeah. Um, similar but different. Um, so, yeah, it, I've put here, it refines my teaching. It makes me better because you, you encounter scenarios, not just with the people and the personalities, but also the stitch. People do something, you think, why have you done that? 
oh, why has your machine done that? Oh, that's new. I haven't seen that before. <laughs> and so your problem solving skills, yeah, things that you haven't anticipated. Um, that's yeah, where we learn as teachers. I think so, because it helps you grow, doesn't it? You develop yeah. all the time. Yeah. And also, um, I put here immediate feedback because you've got the people sitting there in front of you. So you get that immediate feedback from them. You know if they're not happy. No, you can tell when things are not working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can tell if they're having an absolutely wonderful time. And um, I also started in latter years to do a feedback form as well, just with three simple things. You know, what did you want to do? Did you achieve it? And um, is there anything I could do to improve? So just three simple things. And so I'd hand them out and collect them back in. So I got feedback from virtually 100% of the room. Right. And yeah, and also from students' point of view, it's, and having been, as we've all been on workshops, and it's a good, it's a day out. It's sociable, it's fun. Yes. And it's, it's a, a day out of the house where no one else is going to ask you to do anything where you've devoted that whole time just to this project. Whereas if you're doing it at home, you get distracted. You, there are other things to do. So it, it's, yeah. Yeah. Totally centered on what you're doing. Actually, I've just remembered what it was because um, I've just had some feedback from someone and it goes under the cons of in-person. She said that when she's gone to workshops before, there's that pressure to do something because you've got your neighbor, there's peer pressure yeah i've got that in my cons and pros of online teaching yeah right okay <laughs> whereas the pros of in person is you can actually see directly exactly what someone's doing and you can watch what they're doing so if say someone's struggling with their sewing machine or something you can actually sit next to them and you can watch them do it and see where they're yeah. going wrong and you can help them directly yeah, this probably overlaps, but I've had certainly with the online teaching a couple of photographs of tangled threads with the question, what's happened here? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. yeah so. And then going back actually to one of the cons of in-person teaching, all the packaging up of materials, extra materials to take. One of the pros is you can sell extra materials. Yeah, so and it adds can, a little bit to what you're yeah. earning. Yeah. And you can, you know, I've sold handmade cards and other bits and pieces um, that I've taken along as well. So, and that's that's good. And also you can score some freebies. So, you know, phoning <laughs> about my silk scarf <laughs> incident, I have also come home with little bits and pieces that people have given me. If someone's got an amazing thread or something, they say, oh, have a bit, you know, and they reel off a bit. I can agree. I've even come home with a pair of new pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've just remembered that you saying that it, it was a summer school at Missenden Abbey. Yeah. And I'd been I got a pair of fit, are they fit, fit flops. Say that right. Fit flops. Yes. Fit flops. And this particular lady, who I did know outside of the class, actually, said, oh, do you like those? And I said, yeah. She said, what size are you? She said, because I've got a pair. I've worn them once. I hate them. You can have them if you like. And she had them with her. Oh, <laughs> oh that's brilliant. So there we are, talking about scoring freebies. Excellent. And um, also, if it's somewhere not too far from home as well, you can find out things that you didn't know were happening <laughs> close to home or groups <laughs> Uh, or exhibitions that you didn't know exist you think oh that's interesting oh I'll toddle along to that and 
So there's a lot Indeed. to be said for it. There is. Okay. Uh, but yes, but of course, for the last few months, we've gone online with all that yes, that entails. Yes, we have had to go online. I think I did a couple of workshops in January and that was about it. So, yeah. yeah. And so obviously the biggest thing with going online is the tech, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We started with the cons of online teaching. Yeah. 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 So it's, well, it's, it is, but I, to me, that was a pro that it's made me learn new things this year. So I don't see that as a downside having to learn. The tech. Well, it's a downside only in that you have, it's something that you have to learn. And if you just, if you're, I suppose, right at the beginning, it was, it was just the thinking it through, how is this going to work? And so, for example, my first course, I did all the videos with my phone. Well, all the videos I'm doing now are with my phone. But the first course I did, I didn't have, that was it. That was all I used. And the audio wasn't fantastic. So my voice and quite a few of the videos is very quiet. And even though I use software to then format all the videos and edit them, there's only so much I can do, particularly if the sewing machine is ticking along, to make my voice clearer. And so okay. since then, I've got a microphone, which I can, a little tiny microphone, a little lapel thing that I can clip into my phone. And that's made it better. But there's nothing I can do about the older videos other than just record them all again. Um, <laughs> I've got a little story about recording again. In my mad rush this week, because I really wanted to record lots of videos yes. and get everything done. Yeah. And some of them are me working at a desk and some of them are of me. And I got back and I started to edit them and play around and put them up on the, the site. And I looked and I thought, I'm such a mess because I always keep my hair really short and ah. I don't have great hair and it's always sort of fairly neat. And I haven't had a haircut in ages, so it's all over the place. And I'm not bothering to put makeup on because I'm not going anywhere and <laughs> I'm in comfy clothes. And I looked at myself and I thought, I look like Wurzel Gummidge <laughs> teaching oh, this. Should I go out and re-record everything and try and do something with the way I look? Because if I was going to teach in person, I would put makeup on and a decent dress and <laughs> because I think it respects the people you're teaching. And I thought, yes. oh, I'm sorry for anybody who's going to take this course. I really can't be bothered to record, re-record these. <laughs> I'm sure people wouldn't actually notice. Well, that's what I, I think. But I know, of... That sounds awful. They wouldn't notice. Thank you. <laughs> I'm ignoring that. <laughs> but um, people are coming to do the class, not to look at me. So it doesn't matter. But yeah, and that's what I, that's what I meant exactly. They're they're in the class to learn something. They're not there to uh, critique your. No. But I do make an effort when I go and teach in person. Yes. It just struck me as that's. Uh, not a pro or a con but a different I suppose it's something to be aware of isn't it yeah so when we are recording I did something um yesterday for my course but I recorded it outside so I've got a woolly hat on and my coat <laughs> outside <laughs> but it did occur to me that perhaps I should go down the style is it Diane Bates textile artist 
who always wears oh she always does people, wear a very nice always hat. wears hat and always immaculately made up and dressed and i thought perhaps i should go down that route I'm thinking because the top of my head is fine. It's just the bits around my neck that bother me. So I think I might just start wearing more scarves again. I like wearing <laughs> scarves. Just hide that bit. We've certainly gone off topic. We have gone off topic. Anyway, right. Other things about online teaching. Um, there's no, yeah, no change of scene. Barely leave the house these days, particularly when it's been so rainy. So we don't don't leave the house. We don't meet new people. Um, at least not in person mm. and uh, no new memories as such because it's going to a place and meeting new people you have new memories and fun times and um, visiting different places I, I mean yes. different parts of the country I mean one of my best memories is going down to teach in St Ives and staying in a hotel in St Ives and having the time to go for walks and oh, I met beautiful. up with somebody down there it was lovely and thought I wouldn't have had that occasion to go down there and yeah all sorts of places like that with yeah so um yeah and uh talking about the buzz that we get from in person there isn't as much of a immediate buzz from the online either it's not it's not so um yeah immediate you you know by the time other people get by the time the students get to our lessons we've recorded them ages ago so there's no direct feedback in that sense in the it's not in the moment no unless you do a live element to it and i know some people who've put their teaching online have been doing it live like with zoom sessions is angie hughes who's done live yeah Zooms. angie's doing that yeah so that's a bit of a consideration actually i hadn't really thought about that until i made these notes i hadn't thought of that yeah i've just agreed to do my first zoom sort of it's an hour and a half it's a talk come workshop Ooh. But it it's not going to be what i've done before but i'm basing it on what i'm doing on this matisse work i don't know how it's going to work because this is the only place i can really record in the house on the kitchen table i don't have internet out in the studio so we will see how it works but Oh, that would be I, I interesting. Yeah. Caught me on a good moment last night. This email came through and I thought, yeah, just do it. <laughs> so we sh I sh that's at the, in March. So I'll report back on that. And so how about the marketing and things like that? How are you getting on with that, with getting people to sign up? Because that's what I've put in terms of the cons, just the admin because when you yeah, take a booking, um, you have one one person who emails you and then you deal with that one person, whereas we're doing it all by ourselves. So we have to do all of that, all the marketing, all the promotion. And that's a big I new area. I quite enjoy that. I, I quite enjoy that side of it. Getting, I'm not saying I'm very good at it necessarily, but I quite enjoy getting my head around it. And how do you attract more people? And well, you have a podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, but you know, joking aside, that, yeah. that was sort of part of our reasoning as well as we thought it would be fun for us. Was it's a way of reaching yeah, new reaching audience. new people. Yeah, um, yeah. And obviously, that's ongoing. You have to keep reaching a bigger audience yes. because you yeah. don't want the same group of people don't want to constantly take the same classes with you, yeah. do they? So it's it's not you know it it's another one of these things where it's a learning thing. It's it's a really good thing to to do anyway to talk to people about your work. You know, as an artist, yeah, new skills, the whole yeah. point. 
and it's new skills but it, it is also quite sort of time consuming and the admin involved in running the course and answering questions and things it's whereas a one-day course it's a one-day course there's the prep beforehand and then you teach the course and then boom that's it yeah whereas the online it's ongoing it just keeps... it is and you've constantly got that I mean, if you're, you're probably like me, you, you'd like to answer queries quickly if they yes. come in and they come in at all times of the day and night. And obviously people are doing this at home. So they're doing it in the evenings and at the weekends if they're working. And so most of my queries seem to come on Sunday nights <laughs> when you wouldn't normally be working. So there is but, that. But that leads on to the positives, doesn't it? It's because we are also teaching people all over the world that we would Indeed. never have reached before. It's incredible. It's yeah, fantastic. that's been wonderful, actually, to have people from different parts of the world and the country, all over the country at once. And people who have said in the past, oh, I'd love to do a workshop with you, but I'm too far away. Yes, or when are you going to come over to Washington or Seattle? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you pay my fare. <laughs> yeah. so, so that is a definite pro. It's, it has been really lovely. Yeah, so I've had there's been someone from Finland and Australia, New Zealand, yeah, America. Yeah, I've it's had just Canada, lovely. Australia, it's yeah, Malta. It's lovely all over the place. So yeah, it's been really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got one that some I mean, I'm just these are coming randomly into my head that yeah, something that somebody in one of the feedback said that in a real class she often holds back because she thinks everybody is better than her. That's and she's really doesn't like to sort of show her work and she's always worried that it's not as good so she's feeling more confident doing it this way I think that's um, what the, the lady yeah. who got in touch with me um the other day that's what she was saying it's the peer pressure when you're in a class yeah. whereas she said when I'm at home I'm in my sewing room all by myself and I can just get on no one's looking over my shoulder yeah and uh and, and also can just listen to us and get that reassurance and it yeah for some people it's much better yeah and they can also so they can rewind the videos they can watch them as much as they like and uh, they can just keep keep going they don't have to have that rush that pressure to finish in a day and end or like up you've got an hour before we move on to the next thing sort of thing yeah yeah and you end up go because i've done it as well you go to a workshop and you feel rushed and you go home with something that you don't really like but you just sort of cobbled together because you had to finish well, how often do you not finish all those unfinished projects? I mean, I don't do as many workshops now as I used to. And obviously the last year there haven't been any. But when I look back, I can still find half finished samples from workshops. I never finished when I got home. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Whereas, so with the yeah. online course, people because people can just sort of dip in when the time's right for them, when, you know, when they've got a nice yeah. big stretch of time or whatever, or make time and then they can take up to however long the course is open, as long as they like to finish. Indeed. So I think that's much better. Somebody also said that they found really interesting by certainly with the machine embroidery, that if you're in a class with 10 other people and you're all standing around a sewing machine, you can't actually see what's going on. But by no. having the camera focused on the stitching close up, you get a really good view of what you yeah, have Yeah, exactly. Do. I've put that. There's no scrum yeah to have have people sort of gathering around because even if we started doing workshops now you couldn't have people come close enough no to be, be able awful, to see what you're doing yeah because um, yeah somebody actually asked me about that about 
a course that we thought was going to go ahead in the spring and i'm saying well how because i can't have people up close and we were thinking about having sort of a video link with a big screen behind me so people could watch my hands which was more technology to have to get my head around but it never happened <laughs> yeah. um i'm just looking at my list what, what have i got here yes and the other thing is if i think of anything else like halfway th- i'm just thinking about your six month course as well if you think of something else halfway through you can just add it in yeah i've already said i intend doing that you know there will be bonus stuff i know what i'm going to do yeah and that's planned but there will be a lot more because yeah. already as i'm do- even with the matisse one which i knew exactly what i was going to be doing in terms of ideas and sketchbook work and so on i keep thinking of new things yeah and uh, another thing i've just seen on my list here um depending on how big your course is how many people there are probably more people than would be in a village hall on a saturday oh absolutely on an online course yeah so if they're looking at each other's work whether it's in the facebook group or in the course comments or whatever there's so much more for other people people in the course to look at in terms of what other people are doing there's so much more inspiration yeah and and there's been some good conversation and good advice and things like that and really supportive I'm, yeah, yeah certainly for my my longer course that i did last year the facebook group was brilliant they, they were really supportive of each other and got to know each other yeah yeah same here with my facebook group so they're really they yeah they help each other out if if people are stuck or they've got a question, if I haven't been able to get to the comments, before, yes. <laughs> then people have jumped in and, they, and they've helped out. Yeah, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, another thing I've put here is independence. And in, like you with your idea as well, I can do what I want when I want. I don't need to wait for a booking to teach a workshop. Because before yeah. I've had some ideas for my workshops that I've put on my website and then I never got a booking for them. Yeah, you, you sort of prepare something, you get it ready, you've got an idea, and then nobody wants to do it. But yeah, which is always there's always someone. <laughs> yeah, there'll be someone somewhere. <laughs> uh, yes, and we both hope anyway. Both launching yeah. new classes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, and also because I was then comparing because I had you know we had that I had that long list of the cons of in person, and I had a list of these pros of online. But it's not opposites. The things that are good about online are not the opposite yeah. of the things that are bad about in person. Um, it's the just th- like advantages to one. and Yeah, but it's also things like, um, because I don't have to have that duplicate of materials, I don't have to keep so much stuff in my room. And because if I have an idea for a course, I can teach it more or less straight away as soon as I filmed it. I can keep my teaching relevant to what I'm interested in. I mean, at the moment, I am teaching things that I have previously taught on workshops. But like you, moving forward, it would be nice for my teaching to be tied into my current interests. Yeah. And there's that feeling of, being able to um sort of progress and it's immediate as well because you know your current interest you can make the course on that as you're doing it whereas certainly teaching like we've spoken about this when we talked about planning when you're booked to teach a class 
it can be 18 months ahead yes and you by which time you've moved, moved on, on. Yeah. yeah so I like that independence um I really like that and also for the students as well the independence they can repeat it as much as they like yeah um they're completely take as much time they can yeah. I mean certainly I mean my first course was doing landscapes and people produce several and and you obviously in your courses have done the same haven't they yeah, so you, they, have, they can yeah. take their time they can learn yeah they can actually develop as well yeah. I think there's more scope for that um yeah so the pros to online aren't what I thought it's it's more of a sort of like a quality thing it's on a deeper level because my studio isn't I mean my studio does get trashed but it's because I'm working in it it's not getting trashed because I'm chucking things out of boxes and putting them in bags and um you know going off to workshops and making a mess it's being trashed because i'm making a mess i'm getting out all the things that i want to to use and i'm using them so yeah. i'm actually getting more creative stuff done there's more scope for that so i think on a personal level it's it's more than just not having that physical exhaustion from going out and about it's not that that's gone it's it's a different sort of positive. Does that make sense? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think we've we've covered everything here? I think we have covered an awful have. lot of things, haven't we? Yeah, I think. I mean, in conclusion, though, I think I really like the online, and I, we've asked, will we go back to teaching in person? And I think, well, I've already got some commitments to do that. If things get back to normal in the summer, I'm booked to teach at the Festival of Quilts, so. They're just mini workshops. That's slightly different. That's different kettle of fish altogether, kits to make and things like that. But but I think that will happen. Yeah. I think I'll be more choosy about what I will do and where I will travel and what I will teach. Subject. Yeah. You know, at the moment, I'm just sort of firefighting in a way. I'm trying to get this course yeah. up and running. I didn't have the break over Christmas in terms of the headspace to think any more than that, you know, any further forward than that. I'm hurtling towards retirement anyway, <laughs> she says. <laughs> Not allowed to retire. Okay. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. So, yeah, in conclusion, we like online teaching. We do. And, and it's not just it, that it's that it's easy for us and we don't have to get dressed properly in the morning. It's, or do my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's better for the students as well. Yeah, I think it's a positive experience all round, yeah. And I think the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Okay, so shall we finish up with diversions and discoveries? Any words of wisdom this week? Um, well, I told you what my discovery was, which was the company that cuts pieces of wood to size for desktops. <laughs> if anyone's interested, they're called Cut My Plastic. So they cut Ooh. plastic as well as MDF. Um, oh, that's interesting. So that's my discovery. Oh, another discovery was slow gin and tonic. I got round to decanting my slow gin, which is the first year I've ever been successful at it. I think the only other year I tried it, it grew green stuff on the top. So oh, I know. I threw it away. But this year has been very successful and it's very nice. Yeah, I like mine with Prosecco. Very good. <laughs> right, I've got a couple as well. Okay. Because, you know, I was doing a little bit of writing the last time we spoke. Yes. And it was in one of the Sunday supplements. I think it was a 31-day literary diet, they'd called it, rather than a, going on a diet in the new year. And it had all little snippets about writing. 
And at the end, it had an online course, which kind of ties in with our theme, with the Open University called Start Writing Fiction, totally free, 12 hours. And it turns out that the Open University have dozens and dozens of free online courses from 12 to 24 hours in all sorts of subjects. Stuart did one on the history of Dundee. He's from Dundee and about the jute industry and things like that, which he found fascinating. So a really good discovery there. If you're into online classes and certainly loads of information, good quality stuff. So brilliant. And my second one, because it just made me laugh, Strictly Come Dancing before Christmas, if anyone watches that or has watched that, was one by the comedian Bill Bailey this year, which I thought was brilliant because usually it's one by young, fit, gorgeous things. And yeah, and I think, I because I don't really watch Strictly, but every now and again I dipped in just to watch Bill and I yeah. wouldn't have done that otherwise if Bill wasn't there. And I was wondering, did they put him in because they thought he was going to be the sort of the comedy element of Possibly, it and nobody expected him to win backfired though because he was excellent excellent for all sorts of reasons he danced brilliantly he's 55 amazing um he danced to metallica which was <laughs> great <laughs> however that's not what that's not my little discovery so, and because he's done all of that and he's in the news there was um an interview with him and like a lot of celebrities he's released a self-help book called Bill Bailey's Remarkable Guide to Happiness. Now I'm not recommending this because I've not read it or anything else but apparently when he did his research he found that swearing makes us happy <laughs> which just made me laugh. He then had a little quote which I'm not going to actually read out afterwards because it's <laughs> a bit rude <laughs> but you may you may actually decide to cut this bit out but it did make me laugh because I've also been watching um David Tennant and Michael Sheen in their thing on BBC called Stage which is fantastic they are absolutely brilliant so in the words of David Tennant he said <laughs> and so that's my favorite expression now David Tennant also uses a lot worse language than that but <laughs> so when I feel like I need a little bit of a boost that's my <laughs> Excellent. I That's must say, I, I let rip on WhatsApp the other evening um, after Boris made his oh. announcement and uh, our daughter realised that she couldn't go back to university. I did, did let rip on the family WhatsApp and, did you? and oh. my mother told me off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Language, Isabel. <laughs> say thank you for listening again and if you've enjoyed it please consider subscribing so you don't miss out on an episode we'd love it if you leave a review because we like to read them we'll be back in two weeks time on the 28th of january 28th of january yes. do we know what we're talking about well i've put down because i only because i put it on the list but we could change our minds about this idea of outside validation getting this feedback so i think we might talk about that next time Sounds good. Yeah, please do tell us if you like what we're doing. And if you've got any any questions or anything you'd like us to waffle on about for an hour. Yes, or anything that you'd like us to just really not not talk about anymore. Yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> just, yeah, we're bored hearing you talk about that now. Yes. So anyway, but in the no. meantime, you can find us at isabelmore.co.uk and ginaferrari-art.co.uk. Thank you for listening.
Fantastic. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs>